Me. I'm so sorry, guys. Kaijin apologized. But none of his dwarven friends minded too much, either. It's fine, Kaijin. No problem at all. Yeah, don't worry about it, boss. Besides, once we're released, we want to come with you, Kaijin. Yeah, can we come with you, Ramuru? I wasn't observant enough to tell what the third one wanted from me, but... I got the gist well enough. Huh. Sure, we'll take care of all of you. You better be ready, though. Once we reach the village, you guys re gonna work. Got it. We were already talking about life outside the big house. As prison. Terms went, it was pretty chill. It was the night of our second day. By the way, it occurred to me to ask, why did that minister have it in? So badly for you, Kaijin? Was there some reason for it? Kaijin's expression immediately soured. With a sigh, he began to explain. It turned out he used to be a captain in the palace's royal knight. Corps, a leader of one of the seven armies making up the whole system. Three corps were devoted to behind-the-scenes work like engineering, supply, and emergency aid. Three more, heavy strikers, magic strikers, and magic support, played more of a starring role. The last one, and the most important, was the king's personal guard. Kaijin had been head of the engineering corps, and Vester had been his second-in-command. He was the son of a marquis, the dwarf moaned. A noble title, he bought with money. I think he must have been jealous of a commoner like me. Taking the head role. It was complicated, you know? It must have been humiliating to him, taking orders from someone below him. And I'll admit that I didn't care much about what other people thought about me. I was too busy trying to stay on the king's good side. That's when it happened. The magic armor affair. At the time, the engineering corps was seen as the lowest of the armies. Seven departments, barely producing any new technology for itself. Vester. Believed a kingdom rich in technology should have an appropriately famous corps of engineers, while Kaijin was more of a status quo man when it came to research and development. Despite how intense their arguments got, they never managed to reach an agreement during their countless garrison meetings. Along the way, the Corps launched a so-called Magic Armor Soldier project with a team of elf engineers. Vester was hell-bent on making this project a success and boosting the Corps' position in the military packing order. Kaijin warned him that he was proceeding too quickly with it, but... Even then, Vester had little time for the advice of a common-born man. In the end, thanks to Vester's arbitrary whims, an experiment went awry, and led to a spirit magic core running out of control, a very public failure, and a bad setback for the project at an early stage. Thus, despite some of the greatest minds of the world working on it, the magic armor project ground to a halt. As head of the engineering corps, Kaijin wound up taking the heat for it, resigning from his position in the army. Not only did Vester make Kaijin the scapegoat, he even convinced his friends among the higher-ranked leaders to give false testimony against him. 
that, according to Kaijin at least, was the truth. Once he finished, Kaijin let out a tired sigh. I could understand his perspective. There must have been a lot of resentment built up over the years from that. Still, man, Duster's just a total storybook villain, isn't he? They don't come easier to spot than that. As far as the minister was concerned, Kaijin could make a comeback in the military and threaten his position at any time. That kind of thing. Didn't he deserve the death penalty, really? Maybe not, but... So, Kaijin concluded, maybe he'll settle down a bit if I leave the country for a while. He sounded a bit forlorn about it, but at least he had backup. The three brothers with us were just as aware of the truth, and there was no love lost. For Vester among them, either. Hell, even I hated him now. Still, Kaijin did sock the noble, so I kind of wondered whether they were just gonna release us and wave goodbye. I wouldn't worry about it, Kaijin reassured me. I'm out of the army. Now, but I did make it up to the core leader. As far as my social position goes, I'm just below Baron. If it were strictly commoner versus nobleman in the courts, well, hanging might have entered the picture. He accentuated that morbid fact with a hearty laugh. Meanwhile, I just sat there. If things got rough, I'd hightail it out of here. But otherwise, I was happy being a good little slime until cooler heads prevailed. Our day in court arrived soon after, and the entire lot of us were brought in. Front of the monarch. The heroic king of the dwarves. Now that I was seeing him in person, his stately aura was almost awe-inspiring. His majesty Gazel Dwargo closed his eyes and sat deeply upon his throne. He was stocky, dwarf-like in appearance, and his exposed armor-like muscles positively radiated energy. His skin was a deep, dark brown, and his black hair was pulled back on his head. He exuded pure strength. My fight-or-flight instincts kicked in all the way for the first time in ages. Two knights were stationed near him, one on each side. They were equally muscle-bound, no doubt, but they still looked wispy compared to their ruler. Seriously, this guy was a monster. I'd been planning to beat a hasty retreat if I needed to, but now, not so much. The moment I was placed in front of him, my every nerve was wound taut. It might have been the first time in this world that I actually sensed a clear danger to myself. A man knelt in front of the king, checking over something with him. After receiving permission, he stood up and read the affidavit. We will now begin the trial. Silence, everyone. For the next hour, both sides presented their cases. As criminal suspects, we weren't allowed to speak, in the royal court, that right was reserved for those with a rank of earl or greater. Otherwise, you needed the king's express permission. If you did speak out of turn, that apparently proved your guilt on the spot and earned you a bonus contempt of court charge. Whether you were innocent or not, that was the way this place worked. We were stuck having our representative speak for us. He had paid us a few visits during our two days in custody, discussing the nature of our case. Our kind of lawyer, 
basically. Could we trust him, though? Anxieties like that had a tendency to crop. Up for a reason. So there Sir Bester was, he continued, sitting back at this club and, enjoying an alcoholic beverage, when this gang pushed their way into the place and exposed him to dreadful violence. This is not the kind of behavior that should ever be forgiven. Is that the truth? It is, my liege. I heard it from Kaijin himself, and I also have written testimony from the owners of the club. There can be no mistaking the course of events that night. Um, what? What did he just say? I thought he was on our side, and it took all of five minutes for him to go turncoat. That can't be good, can it? I shot a look at Kaijin, his face turned bright red, then slowly began. Draining of color. I'll bet. Our lawyer wasn't even bothering to make excuses for us. It went without saying that representatives for the accused weren't allowed to lie in court. If they were found out, that would be another. Hanging. It was impossible to think any would-be lawyer would attempt it, barring extreme circumstances, and yet ours was doing it right in front of us. My liege. Dester exclaimed, egging him on. You have heard it for yourself. I beg of you to deal with these miscreants harshly. He flashed us a smile of supreme confidence. Bastard. Maybe I should have hit him after all. The king remained motionless, eyes closed. In his place, one of the guards beside him spoke. Order. I will now give the verdict. Kaijin, the mastermind behind this crime, is sentenced to twenty years of labor in the mines. His accomplices are sentenced to ten years of labor in the mines. With that, this court is hereby. Wait, a deep, quiet voice interrupted. The king opened his eyes and looked at Kaijin. It has been a while, Kaijin. Do you remain in good health? Yes, my liege, came the instant reply. Presumably he had the right to speak now. It gladdens me that you remain so as well. Yes. Now, do you and your friends, looking at us, have any desire to return to us? The audience in the royal court murmured among themselves. It must have been an unusual development. Vester immediately blanched. Our traitorous representative, meanwhile, had developed a deathly pallor. I beg your forgiveness, my liege, but I have already found a master, too. Serve, I have made my vow, and it has become my treasure. A treasure so. Find that, indeed, not even the direct order of my liege could make me part. With it. This clearly angered the audience. I could see the guards staring daggers. Into Kaijin's forehead. But he stood strong, chest puffed out, the picture of. Dignity. The king, seeing this, closed his eyes again. I, see. Silence ruled for another moment. I have made my decision. Listen well to my sentence. Kaijin and his. Friends are hereby exiled from the kingdom. After midnight tonight, when. The new day comes, they are officially no longer welcome in my lands. That. Is all. Be gone at once. 
Opening his eyes, the king made his proclamation. In a loud voice. Ah, the dignity of a born leader. His overwhelming presence sent. Shivers through my body. Although, being king around here seemed like a terribly lonely job to have. So there we were, after the trial, back at Kaijin's shop. That little celebratory drink we wanted to get sure broke bad, didn't it? Now we had to, blob that I am. Maybe I should come clean. So I did. I threw the door open and stepped outside. The four dwarves immediately stood up, giving me worried looks. Gobda was sleeping. God, five minutes? Yep. That was when I decided I had to do something. About him. W.H. What is it? Did something happen? Are you short on something? Or, or it didn't work, then? Yeah, um, well, actually, I sized up the dwarves, whose eyes were laden with self-torment. They hurt to look at. But I just couldn't resist. I had to put on an act. Why did I have to be so mean to people all the time? Not even my death. And rebirth had cured me of that habit. Haha. <laughs> just kidding. They're all done, actually. Wah. Guess I can't blame them. Cheers. We were at a kind of dwarven nightclub, holding a rather anticlimactic wrap-up party. The weapons were safely in the king's hands, and it was time to celebrate. I mean, I told them they didn't have to. Ah, come on. There's lots of beautiful ladies in there. Yeah, yeah. Young ones, and older, too, if you like a little weathering. On M. It's the perfect place for any gentleman. Come on, Ramuru. We can't go out without the big guy himself. It was four against one, so I had no choice. Never a dull moment, huh? The place was called the Night Butterfly. Were the hosts really butterflies, then? They'd better not turn out to be. Moths. Not that I really cared. I was a gentleman. I'd try anything once, I thought as we strolled in. Ooh, welcome. Welcome, sirs. Four. The place was lined up and down with babes. Whoa. Their ears were so long, too. Is it hot in here, or is it just those elves? Dang. Oh my god, and their clothes are so thin. It's like I can. Almost see through, but I can't. Damn it, and I got magic sense going at. Max force, too. They've got the boundaries of their clothing down pat, don't. They? Is this meant to be some kind of, challenge? NNNNGH. Oh, look at you, cutie. Ah, I saw him first. Eep. Boing. Boing. Th there it is. My entire body is jiggling. And I can feel something soft jiggling. Against my back, too. Is this paradise, or what, um? I guess all that squirming means you're enjoying this, huh? Ack. Oh, no. I didn't mean to. Huh. And, no, not that much. Guess I shouldn't have expected the world, then. Nobody believes in me. After all. But so be it. What do I care? 
I'm perched in the lap of a real life. Elf. I can't believe this is actually happening. Ah, I feel so bad for my dear, departed friend down there. If only he. Were still around. I'd be bouncing off the walls. However, while we were enjoying ourselves. Well. If it isn't Kaijin. Goodness me, what are you doing, bringing this? Vulgar monster into a high-class establishment like this? Who's that guy? Looking to start a fight, it sounded like. Things quickly. Fell silent around us. Even the girls sneered at this visitor, they must not. Have liked him too much, although they were polite enough to keep the. Scoffs very discreet. By dwarf standards, this one was quite tall and thin in stature, making. Him, well, an average human in size. Hey. Boss. You guys Alawan monsters in here these days? And no, an older female manager, called out, but it's just a little slime, so. Uh? It's still a monster. Ain't it? You sayin' a slime's not a monster. Anymore? I. No, sir, but, the manager stuttered noncommittally, trying to. Calm the man down, but the boar wasn't even paying attention. Clearly, he was after us. Oh, great, one of the girls sighed. That's Vester, the minister. Speak of the devil. Well, I'll be. He did seem like the kind of guy who refuses to let go of a grudge. I could see it on his face. You know, what best suits a monster? Vester bellowed. This. Then he emptied the contents of his water glass over me. I wasn't exactly a fan of that kind of provocation, but I kept myself in. Check. This was a government minister, I couldn't let my short temper get. Kaijin, or the manager of this place, in trouble. Wouldn't want them banned. From the premises. Just sit tight, let it pass, and. Hey. You think you can just pick on us all you want? With an audible kick at the table, Kaijin stood up. You think you can run around and make fun of my guest, Vester? You. Think I'm not gonna mind that? You think? Um? Hey, Kaijin, this is a top government official and stuff, isn't it? You sure you're on good footing here? Vester, to his credit, was just as startled and stepped back. I boinged back a bit in surprise, too, cushioned amply by the chest of the elf behind me. Not on purpose. I swear. How, how dare you speak to me like that, you? Vester sputtered, still in shock. Will you shut up already? Kaijin shouted, accentuating his point by launching a punch at the minister's face. A few moments later, he asked me, Hey, Ramuru, you were looking for someone to help you, right? Would I be good enough, maybe? Good enough? More than. But, really? I supposed he'd, quite literally, just punched a one-way ticket out of the dwarven kingdom. Now he was making a verbal request. That's what I've been wanting to hear. It'll be great working with you, Kaijin. It would be. We could hammer out the details later. If Kaijin was willing to come over, I was more than willing to invite him. 
We didn't need no fancy contract. We do what we want, when we want. Kaijin and I sealed the deal with an emphatic nod, just one thing. How are we gonna book it out of here? Maybe a little. Prudence wasn't such a bad idea after all. You create a lot of problems for yourself otherwise. All the bravado in the world wasn't going to solve them, was it? So, as anyone could imagine, punching a government minister in the face presented a number of issues. My brother, my brother, muttered Kaido, a few security officers behind him. What did you do this time? He was on duty today, not even he could get away with skipping shifts. All the time. Kaijin had given him an invite, but he'd refused, only to come. To the nightclub anyway, thanks to his brother's boorishness. Simply running. Would have been an easy enough plan for us, but chances were it'd be. Doomed from the start. Humph. That fool. As four knights dragged Kaijin away, he shouted. And pointed a wild finger at the minister. He practically spat in the face of Rimuru, my client and the best patron I've ever had. What's so bad about putting him in his place a little, huh? Bester, for his part, hadn't overcome the shock yet. He was simply staring at us, blood still dribbling from his nose. It looked both pathetic and a little comical. Never saw it coming, I guess. The surprise probably kept it from even hurting. Brother, Kaida whispered with a sigh, you don't put a government minister in his place like that. Either way, you're all coming with me. He nodded to his men, then took me aside for a moment. Just stay calm, all. Right? I promise we'll treat you well. I wasn't planning to do anything else, of course. Before I left, though, I sidled up to the manager of the place and tossed five gold pieces into her hand. There's some for your trouble in there, too. I said to the surprised matron. We'll be back. It seemed like a decent place, after all. Wouldn't be nice if I never got to see the inside of it again. So when my second arrest here in the Dwarven Kingdom, but I'm Forgetting someone. Gopta. He wasn't with us at the club. Instead, he was atoning for his sundry idiotic behavior by undergoing what I like to call bagworm hell. I'd thought about hanging him by his feet at first, but that just seemed like cruelty for cruelty's sake, so instead I'd tied him up with sticky thread and let him hang from the ceiling. Wait, he'd whined. This is so mean, sir. I want to come with you. I'd showed him no mercy, this time. Enough, you fool. I can't take any. More of your blockhead behavior. If you don't like it, summon your Tempest Wolf buddy, and have him help you out. Not that he could do it, I figured as I shut the door behind me. A goblin was one thing, but a hobgoblin could probably go without food, or drink for about a week straight. Still, if we were going to be held for a while, I'd have to break out and get him down sooner or later. For now, though, I filed it in the back of my mind. Was I being mean to him, maybe? I thought I was, for a moment. But it
was all right. He could deal. The five U.S. of were taken to the royal palace. Not that we were under. Very heavy guard. If anything, it seemed entirely voluntary. We wound up having to spend around two days in the castle jail room. It wasn't so bad, the food looked decent, and we had all the comforts we needed in the place. It was less like a jail cell and more like an urban apartment shared by the five of us. We weren't treated too terribly, either. I just had to lose my temper, and now I've got all of you in here with. They moved on with the story, a tale of a mysterious slime who provided them life-saving medicine. It seemed like a bunch of ridiculous ravings, but these people weren't ones to make up stories. They didn't have the talent for it. So did the whole affair really happen? Perhaps it didn't matter. It was true enough, he knew, that people had been attacked in the mines. And that meant no mining for a while. The workmen he had hired all quit yesterday and headed for the hills the moment the monster news broke. And why? Wouldn't they? Their brethren were injured, no doubt. Now would be the perfect time to call on the services of the free guild, but that was probably equally impossible. He had filed a mining request. Long ago, to deafening silence. He knew he wasn't the only one, either. A shortage was starting to rear its ugly head. Hiring guild members as mine guards wouldn't accomplish much, either. They weren't cheap, and even then, they didn't lift a finger, beyond what the guild paid them for. Guild guards did just that, guard, and nothing else, and if this was the kind of monster that could take out a B-graded adventurer, it was hopeless. There was no way to turn a profit. In fact, this would bankrupt him. Bah! Why did such a powerful monster have to show up in such a damned shallow part of the mine? Kaijin let out a deep sigh. Now what? There wasn't much time left. Maybe he'd have to just go down there and grab the ore himself. No better. Ideas were springing to mind. All that filled it right now was the passing. Tick-tock of his destiny. The four of them exchanged glances all at a complete loss. That was right about when a set of rather odd-looking customers showed up. Yo! You in there, shouted the captain, Kaido, as it happened. As we had conversed, we'd grown friendlier and friendlier with each other. We were on a first-name basis now, and it turned out his older brother was in charge of the shop we were visiting. It was a cozy place, the kind where you'd expect the owner to be a gruff old man behind the counter. Hello. Excuse us, I said as I followed Kaido in. The moment we entered, we felt several dubious gazes upon us. Ah. The three miners who had thanked me for saving them yesterday lifted their eyebrows high. They looked right as rain, but their expressions weren't exactly jubilant. Just as expected, the man behind them was a perfect image of the grizzled, grouchy old civil works guys I once had to deal with. He was the proprietor, no doubt. Didn't look much like Kaido. What do you want? You know these guys? Kaijin, this is it. The slime. 
The one who saved us. Yeah. It sure is. And you're our boss's brother, aren't you, Captain? Oh ho. The slime, you say? We were just talking about you. Thanks. For getting these guys out of a bad way yesterday. Oh, no, it was nothing. Okay, it was something, but, ah, uh, you know. Ha 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 ha. It should be against the law to compliment me. I always let it go to my head until I finally float up into outer space. I probably wouldn't be coming back down for a while. So, the old guy said, rearing back a bit, what brings you here today? I decided to go into full detail. We all piled into seats situated deeper inside, and Kaida was kind enough to provide a quick recap for me. I added, a few choice details, and things moved along at a good pace. That younger one, though. Mildo, was it? I wish he'd say something. Like, how's he managed to stay in conversations by saying nothing at all? It. Floored me. All right, the old guy answered. I understand. But what do you want? I can't do anything for you. I've got a job from a certain country I got a deal. With, too. None of this leaves the room, but. Then it was his turn to talk, deliberately leaving out some of the finer. Details, as it was all classified. Basically, a number of countries were. Sending out orders for weapons and armor, spooked that a certain idiot. Nation might be trying to hatch a war on them all. It connected to why the. Guard was out of medicine yesterday, as well as the lack of raw materials. Plaguing the shops. So, he continued, tapping at his head, I managed to pull an all-nighter. To get an order for 200 steel spears squared away, but I gotta. Come up with 20 swords, too, and I ain't even got one yet, there's just. No material. Why don't you just say you can't fill the order? Kaido asked. Fool. You think I didn't, at first? But that damned minister Vester told. Me, so you're saying the great Kaijin, renowned across the entire kingdom, can't even fill a simple order like this one? Is that it? In front of the king himself, no less. Can you believe that damned idiot? In between the cursing and the screaming, I learned that Mildo, the taciturn third brother, had denied a request from Vester to build a house for him. The minister had taken it personally, badgering him about it to the point that Mildo had had to go into exile with Kaijin. Sounded like a stupid grudge to have. So is this guy maybe buying up all the kingdom's raw materials so the shops can't sell anything? It sounds plausible to me. What's the difference between lances and swords? I asked. I need special ore for the swords, the old guy spat out magic ore. The spears are just simple steel spikes. Without the right materials to work with, even a master artisan is merely a man. It must have been incredibly frustrating. The minister must have been waiting for him to show up, hat in hand, begging for mercy. And that's not the half of it. It takes a full day to complete even one of those swords. Even if I built an assembly line and streamlined everything I could, it'd still take me two weeks to make twenty 
I thought to ask about the deadline but stopped. I could read the answer. In his face anyway. I have until the end of this week. He groaned. First thing next week, I'm charged with delivering them to the king. It's a task for the kingdom, and every shop has been asked to do the same. If I can't, they could strip. My artisan's license from me. So five days left, it sounded like. And it seemed doubtful that much. Work would happen today, so four, basically? What a tough situation. Wait, why am I here? None of this has anything to do with me. And, um, hang on, did he say magic or? I have some of that, don't. I? Not that it matters. The next time I looked up, I realized that everyone was looking at me. I don't like all these dudes staring at me, you know. Who do they think a slime is, anyway? Whatever. Time to fling a few serious favors around. They better help me. Get that goblin village going later. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Hiya ha ha ha. What a trivial. Issue. Old man. You think you could use this? Then, with a small thud, I hand-delivered a quantity of extracted ore on. Top of the work desk in front of me. Then I hopped on the sofa, lay back, and put my legs up, or felt like I did. Wait. Whoa. That's magic ore. And, my god, look at how pure it. Is. Heh. Not magic ore, man. Already processed it for ya. That's a hunk of. Pure Magisteel. Come on, old man, your eyes giving out on you? I asked. If. They couldn't even see what this metal was, they couldn't have been worth. Much. I'll sell the materials to you, but that's it. I'm running a business here, sort of. What? No. It can't be. This entire piece is Magisteel? He finally noticed. His shock surprised me a bit. You. You'll let me have this? I mean, I'll pay the going price for it, of. Course. He he he. Gotcha. Oh, about that. NGGH, what do you want? I'll do anything I can for this. Now that's what I wanted to hear. You heard what me and my team are. Up to, right? I need your help finding someone who'll travel to the village. And give us some technical guidance. What? Is that all you need? Pfft. I need some connections to clothing and weapon suppliers, too. And armor. If that's all it is, then of course. And so old man Kaijin and I forged a verbal contract for the hunk of. Magisteel. We agreed to iron out the details after his work was done. Judging by his reaction, I probably could have rung him for a little more, but no point being too greedy. Whenever I tried that, it always blew up in. My face. Even I learn from my mistakes sometimes. Kaido took his leave after we all finished with dinner. Guess the captain. Of the border guard can afford to skip work all afternoon. Nice of him too. They moved on with the story, a tale of a mysterious slime who provided them life-saving medicine. It seemed like a bunch of ridiculous ravings, but these people weren't ones to make up stories. They didn't have the talent for it.
So did the whole affair really happen? Perhaps it didn't matter. It was. True enough, he knew that people had been attacked in the mines. And that. Meant no mining for a while. The workmen he had hired all quit yesterday. And headed for the hills the moment the monster news broke. And why? Wouldn't they? Their brethren were injured, no doubt. Now would be the perfect time to call on the services of the free guild, but that was probably equally impossible. He had filed a mining request. Long ago, to deafening silence. He knew he wasn't the only one, either. A shortage was starting to rear its ugly head. Hiring guild members as mine guards wouldn't accomplish much, either. They weren't cheap, and even then, they didn't lift a finger beyond what the guild paid them for. Guild guards did just that, guard, and nothing else, and if this was the kind of monster that could take out a B-graded adventurer, it was hopeless. There was no way to turn a profit. In fact, this would bankrupt him. Bah! Why did such a powerful monster have to show up in such a damned shallow part of the mine? Kaijin let out a deep sigh. Now what? There wasn't much time left. Maybe he'd have to just go down there and grab the ore himself. No better. Ideas were springing to mind. All that filled it right now was the passing. Tick-tock of his destiny. The four of them exchanged glances, all at a complete loss. That was right about when a set of rather odd-looking customers showed up. Yo! You in there, shouted the captain, Kaido, as it happened. As we had conversed, we'd grown friendlier and friendlier with each other. We were on a first-name basis now, and it turned out his older brother was in charge of the shop we were visiting. It was a cozy place, the kind where you'd expect the owner to be a gruff old man behind the counter. Hello. Excuse us, I said as I followed Kaido in. The moment we entered, we felt several dubious gazes upon us. Ah. The three miners who had thanked me for saving them yesterday lifted their eyebrows high. They looked right as rain, but their expressions weren't exactly jubilant. Just as expected, the man behind them was a perfect image of the grizzled, grouchy old civil works guys I once had to deal with. He was the proprietor, no doubt. Didn't look much like Kaido. What do you want? You know these guys? Kaijin, this is it. The slime. The one who saved us. Yeah. It sure is. And you're our boss's brother, aren't you, Captain? Oh ho. The slime, you say? We were just talking about you. Thanks. For getting these guys out of a bad way yesterday. Oh, no, it was nothing. Okay, it was something, but, ah, uh, you know. Ha 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 ha. It should be against the law to compliment me. I always let it go to my head until I finally float up into outer space. I probably wouldn't be coming back down for a while. So, the old guy said, rearing back a bit, what brings you here today? I decided to go into full detail. We all piled into seats situated deeper inside, and Kaida was kind enough to provide a quick recap for me. 
I added. A few choice details, and things moved along at a good pace. That younger one, though. Mildo, was it? I wish he'd say something. Like, how's he managed to stay in conversations by saying nothing at all? It. Floored me. All right, the old guy answered. I understand. But what do you want? I can't do anything for you. I've got a job from a certain country I got a deal. With, too. None of this leaves the room, but. Then it was his turn to talk, deliberately leaving out some of the finer. Details, as it was all classified. Basically, a number of countries were. Sending out orders for weapons and armor, spooked that a certain idiot. Nation might be trying to hatch a war on them all. It connected to why the. Guard was out of medicine yesterday, as well as the lack of raw materials. Plaguing the shops. So, he continued, tapping at his head, I managed to pull an all-nighter. To get an order for 200 steel spears squared away, but I gotta. Come up with 20 swords, too, and I ain't even got one yet, there's just. No material. Why don't you just say you can't fill the order? Kaido asked. Fool. You think I didn't, at first? But that damned minister Vester told. Me, so you're saying the great Kaijin, renowned across the entire. Kingdom, can't even fill a simple order like this one? Is that it? In front of. The king himself, no less. Can you believe that damned idiot? In between the cursing and the screaming, I learned that Mildo, the. Taciturn third brother had denied a request from Vester to build a house for him. The minister had taken it personally, badgering him about it to the point that Mildo had had to go into exile with Kaijin. Sounded like a stupid grudge to have. So is this guy maybe buying up all the kingdom's raw materials so the shops can't sell anything? It sounds plausible to me. What's the difference between lances and swords? I asked. I need special ore for the swords, the old guy spat out. Magic ore. The spears are just simple steel spikes. Without the right materials to work with, even a master artisan is merely a man. It must have been incredibly frustrating. The minister must have been waiting for him to show up, hat in hand, begging for mercy. And that's not the half of it. It takes a full day to complete even one of those swords. Even if I built an assembly line and streamlined everything I could, it'd still take me two weeks to make twenty. I thought to ask about the deadline but stopped. I could read the answer. In his face anyway. I have until the end of this week. He groaned. First thing next week, I'm charged with delivering them to the king. It's a task for the kingdom, and every shop has been asked to do the same. If I can't, they could strip. My artisan's license from me. So five days left, it sounded like. And it seemed doubtful that much. Work would happen today, so four, basically? What a tough situation. Wait, why am I here? None of this has anything to do with me. And, um, hang on, did he say magic or? I have some of that, don't. I? Not that it matters. The next time I looked up, I realized that everyone was looking at me. 
I don't like all these dudes staring at me, you know. Who do they think a slime is, anyway? Whatever. Time to fling a few serious favors around. They better help me. Get that goblin village going later. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Hiya ha ha ha. What a trivial. Issue. Old man. You think you could use this? Then, with a small thud, I hand-delivered a quantity of extracted oron. Top of the work desk in front of me. Then I hopped on the sofa, lay back, and put my legs up, or felt like I did. Wait. Whoa. That's magic or. And, my god, look at how pure it. Is. Heh. Not magic or, man. Already processed it for ya. That's a hunk of. Pure magisteel. Come on, old man, your eyes giving out on you? I asked. If. They couldn't even see what this metal was, they couldn't have been worth. Much. I'll sell the materials to you, but that's it. I'm running a business here, sort of. What? No. It can't be. This entire piece is magisteel? He finally noticed. His shock surprised me a bit. You. You'll let me have this? I mean, I'll pay the going price for it, of. Course. He he he. Gotcha. Oh, about that. NGGH, what do you want? I'll do anything I can for this. Now that's what I wanted to hear. You heard what me and my team are. Up to, right? I need your help finding someone who'll travel to the village. And give us some technical guidance. What? Is that all you need? Pfft. I need some connections to clothing and weapon suppliers, too. And armor. If that's all it is, then of course. And so old man Kaijin and I forged a verbal contract for the hunk of. Magisteel. We agreed to iron out the details after his work was done. Judging by his reaction, I probably could have rung him for a little more, but no point being too greedy. Whenever I tried that, it always blew up in. My face. Even I learn from my mistakes sometimes. Kaido took his leave after we all finished with dinner. Guess the captain. Of the border guard can afford to skip work all afternoon. Nice of him too.